Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, joined by co-host Challen Rogers. Challen, how are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. We wonderful. got it. Week two, we got a wonderful. It was wonderful this past weekend, not only to get a rock win, but to see you back in the lineup Saturday night in Albany. How did you feel out there? Felt great. It was nice to be back. Um, obviously, it's... <clears throat> Don't like watching as much as I do playing, so it was just great to be back out there and competing with the boys. That's good. Yeah. A slightly tighter game than maybe some on the outside would have expected, but I think like we talked about going to the game, Albany does have a world-class goaltender, and I think Dougie Jameson kind of proved that on Saturday night. Played a great game, but um, overall, your thoughts on the club's performance? Yeah, um, you know, there's obviously correctable things that we need to uh, fine-tune a little bit, but, um, you know, it's our biggest goal was to punch our ticket to the playoffs and, um, you know, give Albany credit. They, they're a team that just works hard. Um, obviously, they're not making the playoffs this year, and uh, they compete. They're a younger team, um, and they just work hard, and, and they uh, made us pay when we were making mistakes, so... Um, yeah, just learn and, and grow from that game so we're better for this weekend. And oddly enough, when you think about the playoff situation, I know you said Albany not making the playoffs. They are not actually mathematically out yet, which is shocking with their record when you think about it. But because of the crossover and all that kind of stuff, right. there is a minute chance. But, like, you know, one team has to win this weekend, and it's like they're done. But it's it's crazy how competitive the – playoff races this year and that everything is still up for grabs and that really does take us into Saturday night here against the Buffalo Bandits and talk about stuff that's up for grabs uh you know Toronto Rock Buffalo Bandits and Rochester Nighthawks are all still fighting for top spot in the east just talk about the importance of this game and the rivalry with Buffalo I mean there's going to be the biggest crowd that there has been since we moved to Hamilton uh started last season and really one of the biggest crowds that the Toronto Rock has had probably in the last seven, eight years, maybe, I think somewhere in there. So this is going to be one heck of an event on Saturday night. Never mind just that there's a lot on the line in this game, but just talk about, uh, you know, this matchup coming up with the Bandits and what it means. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the Bandits. It's a team that we don't like, and they don't like us. And um, we've lost one home game this year, and it's to them. And, and uh, you know, the first Ontario Center is a place that we don't like to lose games. And, um, you know, it's our home for a reason. We have we have unbelievable support there from the Hamiltonians, if that's the right word. That um, is. Right on. <laughs> uh, great support from them and, and everyone else around. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a battle. We um, obviously need this game to – to tie up the season series and, um, you know, the importance of this game to kind of to go with first place is, is massive. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's going to be a great event and uh, a great game. And, um, you know, we feel confident going in there and, and we're ready for this challenge. Now you talked a little bit about uh, the dislike that both teams have for each other, but you had a chance to play with a lot of these guys in the summer with the chaos I know it's friends off. Was it ever friends on? I don't know. What has anything changed with having played with some of these guys? 
Um, well, I, I got to know them on a on a different level than obviously being a rock player and a bandits player. Um, off floor, good guys. Um, but you know, when when this season starts up and and we're not playing together, it's it's rock versus bandits, and and um, you know that's just. That's what it is. Yeah, I wish I had good. a little bit of a different saying <laughs> for it, but um, no, yeah, no. It's, it's, last summer was great to get to know them and um, on a different level. Um, you know, I like Josh. He's a guy I've I was on Team VC with him when we were in Peewee U13, um, and a guy that I played against my entire life. So it's just kind of funny that um, you know he's on Buffalo now and and I'm on Toronto, and we're big rivals of one another. And our teams, obviously, that's kind of how I meant that. But um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, their bandits were rock. We're excited for the challenge. So, last thing for now on the bandits rock, but you know, what's it going to feel like? Do you think <clears throat> just the energy in the building, and you know, when you get the chance to run out of that tunnel in front of probably, you know, it's looking like potentially twelve thousand plus people at First Ontario Center, biggest crowd we've had there. All those things I already said, but. You know, what do you think that's going to be like as a player and as the captain of the Toronto Rock going into this game that is, you know, for as far as regular season games go, it, it's one of the biggest, you know? Yeah, especially with where we're at in the season right now and the importance of the game. It's it's definitely the biggest game we've played this year um, and this season. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time. Um, you know, we're both going to the playoffs and uh, two teams that, met obviously last year in playoffs and we didn't get the the end that we wanted and um yeah it's just it's going to be an exciting time my favorite thing uh just kind of being at home after the anthem song just kind of standing there and closing my eyes and hearing the roar after is just it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it it's my favorite thing and um yeah with the biggest crowd that we've had in years roar is going to be loudest there you go. Get your tickets now. TorontoRock.com. Be a part of it. Do not miss out on this. If you're a lacrosse fan, a Toronto Rock fan, a fan of a good time, be in Hamilton on Saturday night at First Ontario Center for the Buffalo Bandits and the Toronto Rock, something you don't want to miss. Now, let's get down to business in terms of our interview this week. Chal, of course, has been doing the booking for the program. And uh, tell us who we're going to be talking to in a couple of minutes. Yeah, we're going to be talking to Victor's finest, um, Tristan David Erlin. Some of you might not know that's what TD stands for, but now you do. Yeah, well, we did. That was a burning question at one point, right? So there was. I think almost everybody knew it. Unfortunately, oh, once we sorry. got to the burning question, we can cut it. No, no, I'm just saying <laughs> when we did the burning question. But um, I think my favorites was Tom's uh, Tristan Delicatessen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Should have brought that up in the interview, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Without any further ado, let's get to our guest this week. None other than the man at the dot, T.D. Irwin. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, along with the co-host, Challen Rogers. And we now welcome in our second guest here in week number two of Chal and co-hosting. Chal, do you want to do the honors once again and introduce the guest that you have booked? Sure. A um, little humble brag here. It's the second booking I've done where they've just been automatic yeses. So just 
right on. Are you me. anticipating some negotiation at some point? No, I don't think so. Maybe if I have to get Brad up here, but um, <laughs> no. From Victor, New York, alumni of Yale University and kind of UAlbany and kind of Denver. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Tristan Irwin, welcome. Hey, Chell. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> I love that you're talking to me, not Mike. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, no, since you're two for two on booking, I guess you're, you know, you're a big con- contribution to the yeah. podcast right now. On fuego. Yeah. It's big. We got great reviews last week. Chell, week one. That's All right. Do you got something you want to lead off with today? Um, Did you go beyond opening the notes app? Yeah, I actually wrote some things in the Perfect. notes app today. All right. Just small things. I thought about this on the way in. It's my new thing on uh, Tuesdays. Yeah. Think about our guest. So I thought a lot about you today, Erlen. <laughs> Why did I call you Erlen? Yeah. I've never called you that before in my life. Um, we're going to start off nice and slow here. Start one, bench one, cut one, Yale, Albany, or Denver. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hard hitting journalism off the top yeah. from Chow in week two. Yeah, yep. started off calling me early. <laughs> and then, all right, Rogers. Uh, I'm abstaining. I'm abstaining from. Wow. That. I'm, I'm abstaining from that question. I'm gonna get in trouble. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I forgot to put Syracuse in there. Not that you played there, yeah. but coach loved that friend. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. That's a great transition for me. Um, Syracuse coach, how do you like that? Um, it's good. I think, uh, taking a step back of this year from it, um, just more so I didn't even really know if I was going to be able to play and like make the transition or anything to indoor. So I think I kind of signed up when I was like kind of unsure about the process and everything. And then luckily, I guess now I've been able to take a step back away and kind of take a bigger step with the rock. And you guys have decided to keep me around a little bit. So (laughs) yeah, no, I, um, it's cool. It's uh, I mean, obviously, I get to coach with Gary Gate in like, as everyone knows, he's like literally the goat. So, to be around him is is cool, and I still make it back there quite a bit and help out those guys. And it's a nice local upstate. So, trying to get them back on track a little bit, and I think they're taking some steps in the right direction. So, coaching side, it's uh, it's good. It's definitely way different. Uh, like just nothing being in your control and like you could do so much preparation. It's like, you can only, you like over prepare. So it's, it's tough. I'm learning to get some perspective on it, but uh, it's good. I, I enjoy it. Pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you find better or easier, I guess, coaching the collegiate athletes or with fantasy or face off factory? Oh, with fantasy, my yeah. fantasy. Teams fantasy are pretty, <laughs> yeah. My fantasy teams are really good. Um, I think face-off factory, um, it's a little bit easier just because on a, on a lacrosse team, there's, I mean, college a lot of times too, especially face-off guys. Like, they move around a lot, and it's tough more of like you go against these guys so much in practice in these styles. It's like they basically get to the point where it's like you're just facing off to beat this guy in practice, and it's like sometimes – get guys get like two or three guys on a team. If you get like two, it's like you just face off beating one guy. It's just not even realistic to like what you're going to see. Whereas face off factory, it's, it's nice where you're in the, like I'll get like 20, 30 kids. And it's like, Oh, like there's a, some, there's someone at every session that's always better than someone else. So it's nice and easier to be like, okay, you're beating this kid. You can go against this kid. And like, it's just easier, like having that many more minds together. Um, I think from, like, the college side, it is cool, like, the consistent work you can and, like, 
you're you're much more involved, I think, in their lives in terms of <laughs> if anything, like the Q's guys ask me too many questions. <laughs> so they ask me like, oh, like like where should I go out to eat? I was like, you're the ones that live here. <laughs> like what do you mean? <laughs> like not your like babysitter. <laughs> so it's cool. I like both of them. I think it's uh it's definitely nice to see both sides and um get to kind of see kids progress and now there's a this kid at Syracuse I've worked with since he was in like he was in probably seventh or eighth grade. So I've seen him like my talks was like he was a seventh and eighth grader and it was like he has his like first girlfriend and now he's like in college and like a sophomore he's going for like internships. So whole like wide range on the spectrum there. So face off factory, we'll we'll dial it back a little bit because I'm sure yeah, there's some people listening <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are saying, What is the face off factory and who all is involved in that? Yeah, so um we have probably Nationally, we have 20 coaches, uh, but two of the main guys that run are me and Joe Nardella, kind of, uh, he plays for obviously the Albany Firewolves and then the Whip Snakes Outdoors. Um, and so we're basically the two heads and that are still actively playing and coaching. And then there's guys like Max Adler, there's, you name it, like, there's so many guys that are involved on it. Like, I'm not even doing it justice, but it's probably like 20 or 30 coaches. It's nice we get... That aspect, I get to travel around the country coaching different kids, um, really like getting these cool relationships with all these kids I grew up like watching play, like at Chris May who played at Ohio State. Um, you get like a Tyler Barbridge played at Delaware. So there's just, it's like endless coaches and it's kind of like one big like face-off family, which is really cool. So I, I'm based out of upstate New York, so I get to run a couple weekly sessions there. And then once summer hits and uh, the rock, the rock give me a little bit more time, then summer I kind of hit the road and uh, kind of get to go all over the country coaching kids. So you're talking about this as like a face-off family. So yeah. a lot of times family members kind of know your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like going up against Adler Nardella, guys that you're working with and teaching the craft to – and then you guys have to go head to head. Yeah, that's definitely like the part that um, I'm so used to it. And with between NLL and PLL, like the crossover of draw guys, you see there's like there's like five or six that you see like six times a year. So it's almost like you don't even feel bad at this point because by the third or fourth time you face off, like you both know each other's game so much. So and I can do a good job putting it aside for like. 60 minutes right or like in outdoor 48 minutes and for those times like yeah i don't like them very much but then after like they'll beat me sometimes it's okay and i'll hopefully beat them more than they beat me <laughs> have you ever noticed at all that either you've gained an edge or lost an edge given that you guys know each other so well through the teaching aspect of the game i don't know i think uh i hope i haven't lost an edge but i definitely think um I think it kind of helps you see how other people think about it. So I don't know. I think it's coaching wise, it's definitely given me more perspective. So maybe I can hopefully use that to coach myself on it. And hopefully it's, it's helped me for the better. <laughs> I don't know. Chael, Chael will be the moment. judge. Chael will be the judge of that this weekend, I guess. I faced off a few times against CD and lost every single one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was my little stint last year. And yeah. TD was a little banged up. <laughs> he had a face-off. He had his own face-off. I too. did. I had two. <laughs> he has won one game and never again. That was awesome. Yeah, you could still – hey, you never know. Take one or two sometime. Yeah. You tried your best to coach me. I just couldn't, couldn't 
and comprehend a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you've outgrown the face-off factory age coaching limit. <laughs> that you're our cap. <laughs> so let's dive into who TD Erlin is because, you know, doing a little bit of research again and, and some stuff that we've put in articles about the past. And the biggest thing comes that comes up all the time is the wrestling background, I think. And I'm sure you've talked about this a million times, but we're going to put it on record here on the Trauma Rock Total Access podcast now. And just talk about, uh, you know, your amateur wrestling background. You were not a professional wrestler at, at another point wearing a mask or anything <laughs> like that. But um, talk about how that's influenced um, your lacrosse game and and just maybe just start back at just how you ever got involved in wrestling. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so, some painful memories here. No, like, no, it just yeah. uh, there's just so many of them because yeah. <laughs> like uh, but you were good. Like you I didn't, didn't just yeah. wrestle <laughs> recreationally in high school. Yeah, yeah. Like you were. Were you all state? Uh, yeah, twice. But yeah, email. yeah, no. <laughs> Should have senior year. I like could have won it, but. So that's another story but so yeah i started like victor youth wrestling program it's like it's like any youth sport but like the entry level and you get into like basically parks and rec and you go in and you go and you do like one practice week you do like this town like wrestling tournament at the end of the year and then like that is what it is and you're like oh like it's pretty fun like we basically showed up and played tags we didn't know anything we were doing and like i won that tournament um and like beat a bunch of my like buddies but, like, I didn't even know what was going on. Like, I won based on, like, scoring points. And we didn't even know what the scoring points were. <laughs> so, so it was, like, at the end of the match, they would, like, raise someone's hand. And we were both, like, everyone was so confused as to who won. And so, like, next year I showed up. And, like, all of a sudden all my friends were gone. And I was still there for some reason. And, like, I didn't realize the beast of what wrestling was and, like, what I was undertaking. Like, had no clue. So then the next year, like kind of my first year actually wrestling, I went to this peewee tournament um, and it's like kids from other schools and like I showed up in t-shirt shorts and these guys are rocking like singlets and I got pinned in like 12 seconds and then like 18 seconds. (laughs) So I was, I thought I was like, oh, I'm on top of the world. Like, this is awesome. Spent an entire day at a gym, like literally eight hours all for like a 30, 30 seconds of just getting pinned twice. Um, yeah. And then like kind of my dad basically was like, all right, well like it's the beginning of the year, like we can't quit and got like a little bit better. Um, and then just like ended up luckily meeting a couple of good guys and it just clicked with me. I was super fortunate to be around, um, like a great program that ended up going on. And I wrestled youth out in this like middle nowhere town called mid lakes. Uh, and it's like Phelps Clifton Springs. So we drive out there like a couple times a week and they ended up winning States probably I think three or four times when I was in high school. And like, I just got fortunate that a person my mom worked with, like she, her son was like one of the, he was like wrestler. He was one of the kids in the singlets. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just was out there for a while and then um, just kind of progressed like through the circuit and like wrestling was kind of my main sport. Like I would, my summers were spent doing those like I'd play like two summer tournaments for lacrosse, but I'd do mostly wrestling. And then I was fortunate, um, got really close with this kid, Yanni. Um, and he's my buddy who, he just won his fourth national championship at Cornell. And like his dad is like a world-class teacher. And like back then, another thing, I was just super fortunate to fall into that. And still am like really good friends with that kid to this day. Like literally saw him at my brother's game uh, Sunday. 
And I was just lucky, lucky to be around like these great people. And I just, because of the people I was around, I think you'd have to be awful to not get better and progress. And then consider doing it for a little bit um, in college, but there's a lot like between the practices are so tough and like cutting weight. It was, I'm glad I did lacrosse. <laughs> and yeah. we should mention when you mention your brother's game, Chase, who plays at Cornell, right? Yep. Goaltender. Yeah. yeah family of weirdos. <laughs> Goalie and faceoff guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, uh, I mean, how much do you really get a chance to even watch the college game now being as busy as you are with everything else and keeping tabs on your brother and stuff like that? How does that go? Yeah, so I keep tabs, like me and my brother text every day. But uh, keeping tabs is easy in Canada when you guys don't have ESPN. That's what makes it <laughs> tough to watch. Fair was, enough. Yeah, I remember my uh, one of my first times up here, like me and Tom were trying to turn on a game. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you're looking for ESPN, it doesn't it doesn't exist up here. And I was just <laughs> like, I was like, oh, okay. So we really are in Canada now. <laughs> so speaking of Tom, yeah, I mean, that relationship has been something – I think that's probably blossomed over the last couple of years and stuff like that since you played here. But um, what's it been like, I guess, just him even teaching you the ropes in Canada? Yeah, it's um, what what's like the yeah. one thing like other than ESPN? Like, yeah, yeah. There's some other things that you were just like, hold on, wait a second, you're telling me what? When yeah, you're up here? <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> that was gonna be one of my questions. All right, so yeah. yeah. same same wavelength. Yeah. <laughs> It's like Tom and I's relationship. It's like mentorship. Like yeah. I mentor him. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like there's a million little things like uh, like I just think uh, like even like, like chain restaurants and things like that, like uh, A&W, right? Like they have like restaurants here. Like I thought it was just a root beer place. Yeah. And <laughs> so just like it seems like literally every week there'll be something that it's like, oh, yeah, like. This is like welcome to Canada. I was like, if I showed up one week and you guys drive on the other side of the road, I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's um, <laughs> it's good. So like Tom, when I grew up, like he was like the guy um, in lacrosse, and he was obviously at Princeton and like tore it up. And so then like I was fortunate enough to get drafted by the Rock, and like I hadn't spoke to Jamie or anyone in the organization before, and. Like Tom texted me and I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's Tom Schreiber. Like that, that's cool." Um, and he's like, "Congrats on getting drafted." And I'm just thinking, I was like, "Did I actually get drafted?" Because no one's talked to me for like two days now. Like Phil got interviewed on. And I was yeah. like, uh, "Maybe I didn't get drafted." But I mean, I've just been fortunate. He has shown me to say shown me the ropes is like an understatement. He is he's a great person. Obviously, anyone can see how good of a lacrosse player he is, but. He's just very approachable, and he's uh, like he always does the right thing. So I'm I'm super fortunate. He's my roommate. I can, hopefully he says the same, and I can keep <laughs> I can keep his life interesting at least. But uh, yeah, I've been fortunate to have that friendship, and it's kind of funny that I think everyone else gets a kick of it because it's like I'm like his little sidekick. <laughs> yeah, no, <clears throat> I can uh, reaffirm that. <laughs> Here's my next question for you, TD. Yeah. Worst mispronunciation of your last name? Because oh, it happens a lot. Yeah. Always. A lot. I, I'll give, I give you credit. Also, the first time I found out, like, you were also the announcer, I was I was so impressed. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like, everything, I was – yeah, it was incredible. I was like, wow, I – that blew me away too, but um, – Thank you. Tangent. I think. No, no, it was good. I was, I was super impressed. 
I because I if I was up there, I just I just imagine announcing someone and just yeah. start stuttering everywhere. But oh, um, all right. But probably the biggest story I ever remember was it was like freshman year of college and we were playing. Uh, I think maybe it was like the conference finals or first round of the NCAA tournament. And the reporters came to our practice and they were asking like, oh, so how do you like say your name? And I still don't like really. It's like uh, like I know what they meant. And I was like, oh, it's Earl and it's just like the eyes not there. And then one of the broadcasters on ESPN goes, I want to face off or something They're like, yeah, it's Erlen pronounced as if the I wasn't there. And then the next sentence, he said Ireland, like <laughs> right after he corrected himself, yeah. he's like Ireland with the face. I was like, okay, so, so that's how it's going to be. But I've heard Lurlin, um, Ireland, I guess they don't really, it's just consistently yeah. always one of those two, you know? Yeah. Ireland, yeah. Ireland. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And Lurlin is kind of the best one actually yeah, <laughs> when just people think that it's an l and somebody <laughs> forgot to capitalize it or like a lowercase d into snoo maybe anyways yeah. but yeah exactly. Lerlin, td lurlin is good <laughs> the other one i wanted to throw at you because i was doing some deep digging here was trisket where, Trisc- where oh the um, nickname i read it was an old article i think yeah. in the albany paper when you're at obviously based off tristan but where yeah. did trisket come from like so I think it's funny too now thinking because the only time I'm called like Tristan David is when my mom's like mad at me. Yeah. So I've been TD for ever. Like on my college application, uh, when I was going to uh, when I was transferring into Yale, Coach Shea, I think I was down as TD. Yeah. And I applied as Tristan, and there was they were just like, "Oh, who's TD? Who's Tristan? What's going on here?" And so when everyone at college found out my name was Tristan. It just like it started, it just like took on a wheel of its own. So now it's almost like my nickname is like Tristan or like Trisket or something, Theodore, something along those lines. Like Chell called me like Tristan sometimes too. It's like it's gone full circle. Like my actual name's now my nickname. <laughs> well, I was also gonna say sometimes your TD on plane tickets. Oh yeah, guy sewers me on Twitter because no one was gonna believe that it wasn't. My fault. Anyways, that tweet got a ton of traction, by the way. Yeah. It was like tens of thousands of impressions. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It was massive. That one and when I make fun of my brother, those two always yeah. get like, those get a lot of ground. Yeah. That guy was having a rough go at it and he really couldn't make the jump from like, like from Tristan to TD. Yeah. It was, luckily it's a Rochester airport. It's not yeah. very busy. Yeah. Well, you can scroll back into uh, TD's Twitter to find that when he decided to uh, chirp the rock and I guess indirectly chirp me because people would have thought that I messed that up. But for the record, I, I did not. That's why you brought it up. I yeah. did. I had to clear the air officially because I was going to tweet back and almost say it wasn't us. But anyways, nobody would have got it. Yeah. It didn't really Next come up question. with much. And you're in a face-off battle with a guy. Oh, I did have And it's a long after. battle, I got right? It. Like, especially yeah. we saw this past weekend, I think there was a long battle between Withers and Baptiste. Yeah. Like an epically long one. Mm-hmm. Is there trash talking involved, especially on one that's really drawn out? Because they do seem to happen once in a while, but not very frequently. But is there a lot of trash? Is there trash talking at all in, in those scrums kind of thing? But especially those long drawn out battles. Um, Are you doing any chirping? No, no, I, I'm, I'm trying way too hard for, on the face off. I think 
I'm not very good at chirping to begin with, but I, if I try to chirp, I need my full brain capacity for it. And <laughs> so no, there's there hasn't been any chirps. Um, there was like there was one kid in college that chirped during the faceoff. Other than that, I've never experienced anyone in my life that's done it. Everyone else just yeah. maybe after before. But if you're if someone has a capability to do it while they're facing off that would be like impressive well because i thought like if you can crack some jokes almost might be more than any like you know anything you would say would cut really deep but if there was something where you could crack some jokes and actually distract the guy and you're really going out and then you kind of have to break his concentration a bit i like that no yeah. maybe i could go with that you got any yeah. jokes chill <laughs> no not any good ones i feel like your forearms just like gassed like i was watching that video it's like what a minute and a half yeah and it's just like i can your forearm's got to be just toast. Yeah, yeah. And especially, too, it's each team always keeps, like, one guy back. So it's just – you're just thinking for, like, sec, like 60 seconds. Like, all right, get this, like, inch, get the ball. And then it's, like, you're going to get tackled by everyone. It's And so for me, I'm just hoping Brad Cree is somewhere where he gets this ball. <laughs> just chuck it back. <laughs> like, don't let me down, Brad. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Question. Um, oh, here we go. No, it's going to be a good one. Coming in, obviously, not playing box lacrosse growing up. What was the hardest transition moment when you first kind of joined the Rock? Just playing box lacrosse. Yeah. Um, well, it really is, um, as you guys can test, it's very different. Um, and I think coming from field lacrosse, it's so specialized compared to box. And you really, at some point in the game, you're going to have to do everything even if you're just a draw guy, right? Like you get stuck on offense for either getting the ball to them and getting off, or you're going to get stuck on defense. It's just kind of inevitable. Um, and obviously the speed and like the tight quarters, everyone kind of always talks about, it. it's like, Oh, it's going to be like a transition. And I was kind of, I was always thinking, Oh, it'd be okay. Everyone said the game in college was faster than it is in high school. And then first game, uh, like between that and trying to learn to watch the ref, like on the fly, uh, it definitely came at me hard. Um, so I think just the space and the decision-making. And um, for me, I th the biggest thing I've been trying to get better at is wasted time, whether it's like just have, being ready with my stick where I can make decisions quicker as opposed to like make the decision, bring your stick up, pass the ball, or like, like move, make the decision, pass. Everything's just sped up with box lacrosse. And that's why I think – Ever, it's kind of changed how I coach face-off guys a lot, and we try to do – it's uh, it's going to be tough. We can't play box lacrosse all face-off guys. It wouldn't look very pretty. But we'll, <laughs> we'll try to do some speed lacrosse and things and do some box lacrosse drills, and it kind of helps me. It's like, I see kids, and they just keep it at their hip the whole time and just, like, stick up. It's, like, amazing what little things – Little things can change. Um, kind of a funny story. Before my first ever box lacrosse game, we're playing Philly at home. <laughs> and Jordy McKenna comes up to me. He's like, oh, you excited? It's like your first junior game. I was like, no, it's it's my first box game. And he goes, but yeah, right when you played junior was your first box game at that point. I was like, no, no, this is it. <laughs> and he, he doesn't say like, good luck or you'll be fine. He just goes, oh, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. So I guess that was the biggest adjustment. <laughs> yeah. That explains it. That was your welcome to the NLL yeah. moment? Was it where you were like, oh no, I might be in trouble? Yeah. Like, oh. And they're oh. like, just get out there. Good you'll luck, be man. Yeah. They're just like, get out there. You'll be fine. And I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be fine now. 
through some more of my other uh, digging, the wrestling thing was one thing, but also high school football, what position? Mm-hmm. So I played running back and strong safety. Um, it, upstate New York football is, you know, it's it's not the best. But, yeah, I, I my dad was a football coach. So it was kind of between, like, wrestling my main sport for a while. And then football was just uh, – that was probably the biggest one where it was – when I was in football season, I was doing football. I didn't do too much out of side of the season other than like preseason leading up into it. And summer it was football was always good though to take the last like month and a half of your summer away. Um, but it was it was fun. I football is a really it's. I mean, you guys see it's like it's such a cool it's a cool game and it's so start stop. It's it's almost like a thousand little mini games inside of it. Yeah. But I enjoyed my time. I was. I was 165 pounds strong safety, like setting the edge. So, luckily, upstate New York football, it's not quite like Texas or anything like yeah. that. So, it was good, though. It was fun. The last thing I saw that was super interesting on your Yale profile, I believe it was, which I thought it was interesting because if this made it onto a college profile, it must have been something you were proud of. Oh, yeah. I know where this is going already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Member of the chess club. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> hey, you had to do whatever. I you just thought it was wild that that yeah. it was like you know it's a nice NCAA profile like <laughs> anybody else, but it's like you know the wrestling thing is an interesting like tidbit. The high school thing, or sorry, the high school football thing kind of fits in with the whole. <laughs> and then it's like member of the chess club, so it's like I'm an athlete and perhaps right. brilliant as well. I don't know about that, but <laughs> hey, got to do whatever it takes to get into Yale. So yeah. I figured that would help out. Um, yeah. I played another one of those things. It was everyone did it when you were young and Victor for third grade, fourth grade, like one or two years. Yeah. And then fifth grade rolled around and I was the only kid that came back. <laughs> um, and I would, didn't play for a while. And then it was, I think my sophomore year, freshman, sophomore year. So then I just kept playing and I went to, uh, we had sectionals, uh, went there on a nice early Saturday morning. It was, uh, it was interesting. I got, I was like four and one, but I got like destroyed in one game. Like it, it was, I was outclassed. Do you still play? Like this is one of those things where I feel yeah. like a lot of times, I don't know. It, it is like this little like stage. Maybe mm-hmm. if you do get interested in chess, a lot of people, I don't think play it for a long time yeah. necessarily, unless they are in a chess club, I guess. But every once in a while you're like, Oh, I want to learn how to play chess. Mm-hmm. You kind of learn it. Maybe you don't go back to it all the time, but it is something that. Yeah. Is there going to be a road trip? Maybe you're going to hop on the bus with your chessboard. And <laughs> I hope I'm not hopping on the bus with my chessboard. You're like, uh, hey guys, look what I brought. And then yeah, you know, no, no. Like, no. Right. As an American on a Canadian NLL team, I think I'm like a rookie for five years in the league, so I don't want to get any fines. But yeah, I played Shea on the chess on uh, when we were going to Halifax. I wasn't even yeah. suiting up, but I guess Shea. Uh, plays a lot and so he was playing i was like oh do you want to play and i beat him and he was so worked up <laughs> i don't think he realized i played or anything but he was he was pretty good so i i don't play often it's maybe if i'm bored on my phone or something it's chess.com like i'll play once in a while yeah. but i'm not uh i'm not as good as i used to be by any means and there's some really good players out like in the chess community or in the lacrosse community so you never know if you might stumble upon like shout out to Nick Asello. He's actually like really good at it. And Colin Squires is also very good. Wow. Yeah. Well, now we know Shea is one and one now in off floor challenges. One yeah. in the foot race. <laughs> True. Lost the chess match. Wow. Yeah, that's good. 
I was actually, it's funny to bring up Nick Osella because I was going to bring him up because you guys always chirp each other on Twitter and I find it hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, someone's got to keep him honest, you know? <laughs> yeah. He was him. He was my roommate at PLL camp. Uh, I do give him credit. He held the plane up for me. Like it was Denver. It had to be a two hour line. And since then we've had a really good friendship. So we definitely go back and forth. He's got the face-off jokes on me. I got like the bald jokes on him. So it's a good little contingency. And we, sh- we Mike sh- doesn't like that one. Yeah, wow. No, 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 no. You, you already had hey. another chirp before yeah, you inside yeah. down. Like, oh, Chell, I guess you're the good looks here. Uh, uh, like, wow. You know what, Welcome TD? To the you show, can come TD. back. Yeah. You can come back next week. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Just sewering myself here. <laughs> All right, TD. Well, this has been eye-opening and a real pleasure. <laughs> Charles, two for two on booking guests and uh, firing up some great interviews. So uh, thanks a lot for doing this. We'll uh, quite possibly do this again soon. And uh, best of luck this weekend against the Bandits. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Hammer. You were a fantastic host. All right. <laughs> Lucky. Thanks for kissing up at the end. <laughs> I That's had to great. make it even. <laughs> All right. That was TD Erland, the face-off man for the Toronto Rock. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back to wrap it up in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. Mike Hancock along with the co-host, Challen Rogers, also the captain of the Toronto Rock. We just finished up a great chat with TD Erlin. Did it live up to your expectations? Uh, yeah, it did. Um, you know, he can he can speak and it's just nice <laughs> listening to him. I, I wasn't wow. at my best there. I, that wasn't a chirp at all. He just, no, that's good when you yeah. say he's just nice to listen to. He, yeah. did, he actually is very well spoken, not surprising. No. Being a Yale slash... Denver slash Albany guy. Um, But yeah, no, he had had great stories, really. You know, you asked him about something and there was no real short, shallow answers. He's a great interview guest. He he was. He was. He he talked so well that I forgot the questions I was going to (laughs) ask. Is that what you meant by like he was nice to listen to? He just kind of put you on another like, you're just relaxed? I was, yeah. You're just like, tell me another story, TD. Yeah, honestly. I was learning about him just as just as much as everyone else was. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the listener mailbag. And one of our uh, biggest fans, TD, actually, you know what? Before we get into this, ah, I should have brought this up to TD even, but I don't know if he would have known him. But did you? So every once in a while, and we've gotten some listener mail from uh, this other fan too, who goes by the Twitter handle Tall Franklin. Big fan of Tom Schreiber's. But did you notice that there was a rock fan with a Reed Reinhold jersey in the crowd, like in the first oh, yeah. row? It, oh, yeah. yeah. Sitting beside a walkie or some. Tall Franklin. That's Tall Franklin. Yeah. Let's go. And I kind of wish that Tall Frank. I wish we knew he was going. We would have probably sent some stuff down to uh, to give to one of our biggest fans here the podcast. Big rock fan. Big Tom Schreiber fan. Used to be a big fan, I believe, of the Ohio machine. Oh, yeah. Hashtag go Sheens. Also a fan of Reed Reinhold. Yeah, well, that was that kind of shocked me. I was like, "Wow, he's of all the guys, he's got a Reed Reinhold jersey." Yeah, it the was kind of that. it was odd to see that in the crowd first <laughs> of all, and then when I saw a tweet later that I I texted Tom uh, on Sunday, I said, "Was that the Tall Franklin?" And he said, "That was the Tall Franklin." <laughs> so it was cool to see a yeah. fan like that, a fan that you know you don't obviously get to see, but they interact with us a lot on social media, so it's kind of cool that way. So this is another one of our. Uh, Big fans who always 
um, always sends us an email at some point during the season to uh, total access at torontorock.com if you want to get your uh, questions in. But uh, TJ Savage writes in, first of all, hello, TJ, and I know you're listening to this because you're a big fan of the podcast and never miss an episode. Let's go. So support we need. <laughs> so his question is, uh, which what sorry what team do each of the players like to face off against, at home or on the road, the most? He says uh, he knows the biggest rivalry is with Buffalo, but surely not everyone likes playing them the most. Yeah, <clears throat> um, put me on the spot here. Uh, speaking for everyone. Um, for myself, I think we'll st- stick kind of with the Eastern Conference, I feel, because that's where we play the most. Uh, I feel like playing in Buffalo is probably one of the more fun spots to play, um, obviously away from home. Um, but, you know, the roadies make the trip down there. We have fans that, that make the trip to Buffalo, and, and it's usually a good game and usually, um, you know, a loud atmosphere. And and usually the game means a lot. So, um Playing there is always a good time, um, especially when you win. There might not be a better building to walk out of with with a win than than in Buffalo. Um, so yeah, I'd, that's probably my number one answer. There certainly is something satisfying about beating a rival in their building. Hundred percent. And like you say, sometimes it might even be a better feeling than winning at home, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. Because you didn't just beat them, you beat their fans too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you got? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the opposing team's fans just aren't uh, nice, but that's that's what makes playing in those buildings so great. Yeah. And then selfishly, I guess you could say playing in Vancouver, because we have some obviously some Western guys on our team, and playing in front of you know friends and family that we don't get to see or they don't get to see us play a lot. Um, that's always a nice feeling, but that's, that's my selfish answer. All right. TJ's second question. He didn't stop at one. Let's go. Keep them coming. <laughs> we should get more fan mail. Yeah. Well, there we go. The, the listener mailbag is open here. Total access at torontorock.com. Send in your questions. Second question is, do any players get recognized in the wild? How often are they asked for autographs and photos? So I guess away from the rank, away yeah. from the track. How often? Um, I think I've been recognized one time. Yeah? One time, yeah. Uh, we were at the Christmas market. Uh, I was with Brad, me, Brad, and our girlfriends. Um, and we were just walking out. And uh, there was a guy that kind of came up. He's like, are, are you ch- Chowin? I'm like, huh, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am Chowin. And he's like, oh, like, can I get a picture? And I'm like, you want a picture with... Bradley Cree as well. And he's like, no way, that's Brad. So that, that's really uh, one of the only stories of that. But actually, now that I'm talking about it, there was another time um, when I was playing for the Boston Cannons in the MLL. Yeah. I was flying back. Uh, I think maybe like Porter Airlines or something. Um, and there I walk on and there's like a family. And every single member of the family had like a rock hat or a sweatshirt <laughs> on. And, and I walked on the plane and they're all like kind of looking at me and it's pretty funny. We got a picture and thought I talked with them after the flight, but um, yeah, those are probably the only two times. Is there anyone else you can think of uh, in the locker room that has shared any of those stories about getting uh, 
found here's the other one actually sorry before you get to that I used to hear from some guys that would kind of, you know, they were out and about and they would, like you say, see a family with all this rock stuff on and think, hey, <laughs> I'm about to get recognized. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crickets. They just, yeah. just walk right on by that uh, because and it's something that brings about another conversation from years and years ago that we used to have all the time was that you guys have helmets on. Right. So even even if. People are in the arena and they see on the jumbotron and they see you got your helmet on. So that is one reason why we've always tried to do with the uh, in pregame warm up to have your headshots go up there while you guys are warming up, so that fans do get to know your face. The other thing that some people talked about doing way back in the day too was uh, after you scored, when you sit on the bench and there's always that shot of you on the bench, just pop your helmet off real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that goes with everyone, but uh, any other stories here to wrap this one up? Um, not that I know of. No, yeah, maybe Tom. I feel like Tom in the states gets recognized just because he's Tom. Yeah, but yeah, not that I've been told. What about here around at the track? Because that's the other thing. A lot of our players are very accessible here with the Toronto Rock. You guys are coaching. You're running camps. You're working here. All this kind of stuff. Do you actually get stopped for photos here, or is it more like, hey, Chow? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I feel like if we're doing a tournament or something and, um, <clears throat> you know, other teams kind of come in and they obviously don't see us as much as our guys do, um, we'll get pictures or signatures and stuff like that. Um, but it's funny, like, even the kids that we have at our camps and, and on our Rockstars teams and stuff like that, it's we see them weekly and then – We'll see him at a game, and they're asking us for our autographs. So it's just like, <laughs> I'll see you legitimately tomorrow. Like, I'll yeah. see you tomorrow. I can do that tomorrow. Um, but it, it's funny. It's 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 great that, you know, it's not. Um, Everybody not, just wants to stop for a quick pick with Chow or an autograph or whatever when they're around here is what you're. Yeah. No, but yeah. the other thing I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Um, is just like having that relationship with the kids. Uh, where, you know, they don't feel pressured not to come talk to us or, you know, ask us for signatures or pictures. Like, we're past that almost where we're kind of, I know you, I know your family. I know I've watched you grow up for the past five, six years. And, I I mean, I love the signatures, love pictures, but also kind of love that other side of, um, you know, all our Rockstars kids are just kids on our Sunday camps and Rock Elite, just being around them a lot and just getting to know them on a kind of personal level. All right, so we thank TJ for uh, another great couple of questions, and you can fire off your questions again to totalaccess at torontorock.com if you want to uh, fire a question at us. Yeah, maybe maybe you have a guest that you really want. Yeah, yeah. maybe even Nick Rose who just wants to come in and say something because he's walked here twice. We are almost done. We are wrapping things up, Rosie. What is there an emergency, or can we wrap up the podcast? Oh, okay. Well, you can come on in and grab it. I don't oh. think Team Rogers is in at this yet. Oh, no, we're in third, but we're defending champs. So. so there you go. By the time you're listening to this podcast, folks, somebody will have been crowned Masters champions yeah. here uh, at the track. Team Not Team Rogers. No, Team Rose isn't in the finals either. Oh, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Did you notice Rosie was holding the door open there when he went? Like as if there was somebody else coming behind him? Yeah. I think he just wanted a little more time on the podcast. He did. Yeah. He's kind of probably upset that I haven't asked him to come on yet. (laughs) Tension in the rock locker room. All right. 
Okay, Chow. Well, big one coming up on uh, Saturday night. Uh, we do have to remind everybody to get their tickets now at torontorock.com. Lower Bowl. Every once in a while, folks, if you're real crafty, you might see a pair of tickets pop in. That's if a season member is exchanging their tickets for another game. So every once in a while, there'll be a pair of tickets or maybe four pop back into the lower bowl. But uh, for the most part, just single tickets remain in the lower bowl, and there's not many of those either. And throughout the week here, we've been opening up more sections in the upper bowl as well so uh, to meet the demand for tickets. So what you need to do right now, torontorock.com or ticketmaster.ca to get your hands on tickets for this Saturday night, the Toronto Rock and the Buffalo Bandits. If you can't make it out, to Hamilton, well, lucky you, because this is also going to be a nationally televised game on TSN, and you can also stream the game on TSN Plus and ESPN Plus in uh, the U.S. So lots of different ways that you can watch the game this week, and either in person, online, or on your television screen. Jal, any last words? No. No. Let's go. Can't <laughs> wait for next week. Surprise guest. And for Saturday night. Of course. When the Toronto Rock take on the Buffalo Bandits in a titanic East Conference showdown. In the meantime and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. Thanks to co-host Challen Rogers. We will chat next week. Yes, we will.